Hey, this is Dan, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast where I talk legal stuff with lawyers that I know, like, and trust. I hope you find the information really useful, and if you need legal help, that you reach out to one of these lawyers directly or drop by lawbydan.com, and I can steer you in the right direction. Here is your podcast. Last week, we learned of the savage murder of Levi Johnson, who was stabbed outside a good life gym at Manfields in Brisbane by allegedly four men. It is said to be gang related. The last man to be arrested, Kyle Martin, was taken into custody last night, and it's further alleged that he was in company with his girlfriend at the time. Now, to date, some media reports have suggested that it was Martin who, in fact, stabbed Johnson to death and consequently has been charged with murder along with the others. Now, some may say, how does that actually happen? One person actually commits the act of murder, but yet we have now four or three others, I should say, similarly charged. Well, to find out, I'm with uh, one of Queensland's most well-known and experienced criminal lawyers, Alex Jones from Bosher Lawyers. Alex, let's talk about the relevant laws that enable all this to happen. Section 7 um, is um, Section 7 of our Criminal Code in Queensland, which states that uh, more than one person can be held liable for uh, an act, even if that one act um, was only actually uh, committed by a single person. So it it effectively enables any other person who assists um, either before, well, primarily before an offence to be found culpable of that offence together with the person who, who in fact committed the offence. Alex, does uh, state of mind have any impact upon you know whether or not these charges are substantiated? Yeah, it certainly does because the person who is said to be uh, a party to the offence as opposed to the principal offender um, needs to have some awareness of what that person is intending on doing. Um, so if you're uh, unwittingly assisting somebody, um, then of course that doesn't apply um, as you being culpable um, because despite the fact you may have assisted someone, if the prosecution or the police can't prove that you um, had intended on assisting them to actually commit an offence, then you wouldn't be guilty of anything. So is it likely in your experience in these types of matters, Alex, that um, those that might be sort of you know co-accused more times than not, would say that they knew nothing about that the actual murder in this case was actually going to happen? Yeah, it seems the, um, the obvious argument, being arm's length from the matter, um, it's, it's a bit difficult to, to say exactly how police are going to uh, allege the, the involvement of the, um, the parties. But if they were to allege um, that they were guilty under Section 7, they would need to somehow prove that those people uh, knew what the killer um, was going to do and their actions were done to assist him in, in committing his offence. Um, there is, however, another way. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a separate party provision under the Act, which is um, pursuant to Section 8, and that is whether the offences were committed basically as some sort of conspiracy. Um, so if these people had known, for instance, um, prior to the killing, that that was the intention, uh, then um, that is another way uh, that they could be found guilty. Are there there any sort of defences in practice to this section that that you've seen? Well, the the most obvious is that you could argue that you had no idea what they were going to do. So um, if they're charged under the the first section, that being section 7, they could say, um, for instance, oh, we didn't know that he was armed. We didn't know what he was going to do. 
And of course, a lot would be dependent on exactly what it is said that those people were, what their act was that assisted. Um, Section 8 makes it a little bit more difficult um, if police were to allege um, they were a party under Section 8 because you don't need to prove as a prosecutor um, that the people involved knew that this person was going to be killed. For instance, they could be um, found guilty under Section 8 even if they knew that the killer um, was armed, for instance, and just going to confront that person because under Section 8, um, all prosecutions need to prove is that the actual outcome was a probable consequence of the the common purpose. Um, so the classic example is, of course, uh, if you were to drive someone to commit a bank robbery and you stayed in the car, but they went in to rob the bank, uh, but they were armed with a shotgun. If they killed someone in the bank and then you drove them away, you would likely be found guilty for the murder because someone getting injured or killed um, in those sorts of scenarios would be a probable consequence of taking uh, an arm, a loaded gun into a bank. Now, just uh, twisting things uh, towards the, the girlfriend who uh, has been apprehended uh, but is yet to be charged, Alex, if she knew that the offending was going to happen, is she rolled into that relevant section as well? Knowledge is not going to be enough, I wouldn't have thought, in this situation. So just knowing that something was going to happen is not necessarily enough for you to be uh, found guilty of, of anything. Um, I would have thought that um, from the news reports that she was in effect, hiding away with him. Um, she may be um, more likely to be exposing herself to a charge of accessory after the fact to a murder or, or something along those lines, such as an obstruction of justice by if police or prosecutions think that she was deliberately trying to hide him. Given that she's not charged at this point, um, likely in your view that she, she might have some sort of accessory charge? It certainly seems that she's exposed herself to some potential charges. Um, there will be specific facts and context that police probably know that we won't know, which will determine whether they wish to take um, any action against her. But on the face of things, it certainly seems that she's at least exposed herself to that potential liability. Alex, with these types of uh, matters, I mean, is it um, usually the case that police will charge under this provision or this section anyway and and let lawyers like you sort it out uh, in the wash? Yes, it's quite common. I guess in, in serious matters such as these, and they don't get any more serious than these types of matters, police are, are cognizant of ensuring that anyone who may be seen to have been involved, at least initially, gets charged um, and then, yes, prosecutions and defence lawyers and the courts can, can work it out from there. Um, it's not to say that they necessarily recklessly go and charge anyone, uh, but particularly in this case, I'm, I think it's um, uh, relatively obvious and straightforward that any person who was in one of those cars were, were properly charged. Alex, thanks for joining me. Thanks very much, Dan. Pleasure. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can find me on all social channels, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube with the handle Law by Dan, or simply drop by lawbydan.com. Thanks.